Welcome to Thursday's edition of Transformation Radio.
And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament and just about my favorite book in all the New Testament, the book of Ephesians. Today we're in chapter 3. We'll be reading verses 1 through 21. We'll see here that Paul was under house arrest in Rome for preaching about Christ. The religious leaders in Jerusalem, who felt threatened by Christ's teachings and didn't believe he was the Messiah, pressured the Romans to arrest Paul and bring him to trial for treason and for causing rebellion among the Jews. Now, Paul had appealed for his case to be heard by the emperor, and he was awaiting trial. Even though he was under arrest, Paul maintained his firm belief that God was in control of all that happened to him. Do circumstances make you wonder if God has lost control of this world? Well, like Paul, remember that no matter what happens, God does, in fact, direct the world's affairs. We'll read that God's plan was not revealed to previous generations, not because God wanted to keep something from His people, but because He would reveal it to everyone in His perfect timing. God planned to have Jews and Gentiles comprise one body, the church. It was known in the Old Testament that the Gentiles would receive salvation. It's back there in the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. But it was never revealed in the Old Testament that all Gentile and Jewish believers would become equal in the body of Christ. Yet this equality was accomplished when Jesus destroyed the wall of hostility and created one new people. Now, when Paul became a servant of the gospel, God gave him the ability to share the gospel of Christ effectively. You are not an apostle, and you may not be an evangelist, but God will give you opportunities to tell others about Christ. And with the opportunities, He will provide the ability, courage, and power. Just make yourself available to God as His servant whenever an opportunity presents itself. As you focus on the other person and his or her needs, God will communicate your caring attitude. Your words will be natural, loving, and compelling. So give it a try. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. September 24th, the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending His grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God Himself revealed His mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now, by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display His wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was His eternal plan. 
which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now, as we look into the book of Psalms, our reading will be from Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18. With shouts of praise and the sound of trumpets, David and his people took the holy ark toward Mount Zion. It was a time to sing praises to the Lord, whose presence brings great joy. Only in God is there hope for orphans, widows, prisoners, and all other lonely people. If you're lonely or disadvantaged, well, join David in praise and discover great joy from loving and praising God. Well, David praised God for His protection and provision. You know, when we uh, see God's true majesty, our response should be to praise Him. This was a song of faith because many of these benefits had not yet come true in David's time. Yet he was able to sing praises, shout praises to God. It should also be our song of faith. We must continue to trust God because in time, He will fulfill all His promises. We'll also read here today in Psalms that Mount Sinai had a prominent role in Israelite history. It was at Mount Sinai that God met Moses and commissioned him to lead Israel out of Egypt. It was to Mount Sinai that the nation of Israel returned to receive God's laws, and God's presence made the entire mountain tremble. This sacred mountain was a constant reminder of God's words and promises. Psalm 68, verses 1-18 through 18, For the choir director, a song, a psalm of David. Rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Blow them away like smoke. Melt them like wax in a fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God, whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But He makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. O oh God, when You led Your people out from Egypt, 
when you marched through the dry wasteland. Interlude. The earth trembled, and the heavens poured down rain before you, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary land. There your people finally settled, and with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord gives the word, and a great army brings the good news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Even those who lived among the sheepfolds found treasures, doves with wings of silver and feathers of gold. The Almighty scattered the enemy kings, like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zalmon. The mountains of Bashan are majestic, with many peaks stretching high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion, where God has chosen to live, where the Lord Himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into His sanctuary. When you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will live among us there. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 1 and 2. Don't envy evil people or desire their company, for their hearts plot violence, and their words always stir up trouble. I'm 
Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Don Anderson. Three weeks ago, I started talking with you about the things that we need to do in our lives that will enable us to experience the presence of God. The first thing that I shared with you for how to experience the presence of God in your life is to repent of your sins and ask Jesus to come in your heart to be the Lord of your life. The Bible calls this being saved. In Acts 3.19, the Apostle Peter says, Therefore repent and return, so that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. What this passage is saying is, that unless someone turns from their sins and accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord, they will never be able to truly experience the refreshing presence of God in their lives. But this is only the first step. The second step that you can take to ensure that you continue to experience the presence of God in your life is to abide in Jesus. Some of the ways that I suggested that you can do this is by hearing, reading, studying, and memorizing the Word of God. You can also abide in Him by praying on a regular basis, by fasting, and by using your spiritual gifts to serve others. If we are being faithful to practice these then there shouldn't be any reason why we shouldn't sense the abiding presence of God in our lives. The final step that I would like to share with you today for how we can continue to experience the abiding presence of God in our lives is to stay away from sin. Sin will immediately obstruct the flow of the presence of God in our lives. Sin is basically a rebellion against God. So when you are doing something that you know that you're not supposed to do, it's sin. James 4.17 says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Sin is very destructive and ultimately leads to physical and spiritual death. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. King David, in this particular season of his life, is a prime example for us of how sin can block us from feeling the presence of God in our lives. In Psalm 32, 1-5, David says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, 
whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sins the Lord does not count against them, and whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. David in this psalm is saying that when he refused to turn from his sin and ask God to forgive him, he literally felt sick. Um, just to kind of go over the passage a little bit, David said in verse 3, he said, When I kept silent, what he was saying is when I refused to confess my sin and turn from it, uh, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Uh, it sounds like he's pretty sick there. He feels terrible. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. So, you know, because David is not turning from this sin and confessing it to God, it's literally sucking the life out of him. But in verse 5 you see that, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Uh, and then it goes on to say, Therefore let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So after David confessed that sin, I mean really he's, he's light as a feather again. He has a renewed confidence that God is for him. Uh, before he confessed it, he felt as if God was against him. Uh, that he was uh, his enemy, but afterwards he felt like God was uh, on his side again. And, you know, I'm sure that all of you can probably relate to David's story here. Uh, I know that I can. There's definitely been times in my life when I've done wrong, and it's literally made me feel sick, and I felt wretched and guilty, and I felt like a miserable sinner. Uh, but as soon as I asked God to forgive me of that thing and did my best to turn from it, I, I immediately felt so much better. Because there's truly a peace that comes immediately from knowing that you are doing the right thing. And I think God made it that way on purpose. Um, so this morning I'd just like to ask you to give yourself a, a spiritual checkup. Are any of you harboring any sins in your life today? Are you holding on to any pet sins that are blocking the flow of God's presence in your life? If you are, I believe as I'm sharing this morning, I, I'm sure that God's hand is heavy on you right now uh, because He's wanting you to repent of that thing and ask Him for forgiveness so that things can be good between you and Him again. I want to remind you that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you keep holding on to that sin and are unwilling to turn from it and confess it to God, then ultimately it will destroy you. 
But if you will turn from it, then God has life for you. And it's a free gift. See, the sin, uh, it we earn death. It says the wages of sin is death. Wages are given to someone because they earned it. But the eternal life that Christ wants to give us, it's a gift. There's nothing we could ever do to earn it, but he wants to give it to us anyways. So, this morning, I just ask that you would just turn from that sin, whatever it is, and that you would accept God's free gift of grace and forgiveness today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I just ask that the Lord would help you to do the right thing. God bless. You will never run away, you're forever mine. You will never run away, you're by my side.
you got something to prove Cause I have walked for miles and miles in that same pair of shoes You refuse forgiveness like it's something to be earned And sometimes pain's the only way that we can learn You can never fall too hard, so fast, so far that you can't get back when you're lost Where you are's never too late, so bad, so much that you can't change Transformation Radio.